Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stoltzfus. I'm here in the land of enchantment with my dad. Hola. With Christopher, my second cousin. Hello. Wasn't that right? You're, you guys yeah. are my second because you're my cousin. I co- figured it out. It's um, first cousin once removed. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, uh, and Bryser. Como estas? Bien, bien, y tú? Bien. Andale, pues. So, we are here on our annual fly fishing trip that we take every early August. Some, usually the first weekend or the second weekend. Uh, usually before the hunting season gets into full bore um, craziness. And uh, we're here. Uh, a lot of times my little brother Ryan will come. He couldn't make it. And... Um, who else, Dad? Taylor came. Taylor last came year. last year. My nephew, mm-hmm. and they my couldn't dad, make it. Too. Your dad, yeah, because yeah, the first time we ever came, we came with you and your dad. And mm-hmm. your dad, uh, let, first of all, let's set the scene. Bryce, explain where we're at. What do, what do you see? So the audience can come into this conversation with a mindset of where we're at. Well, we're in northern New Mexico. And uh, we're in Abe's hotel room with a bunch of, oh, a ton of food because we didn't coordinate. And <laughs> we bought, doubled up on the food. <laughs> we bought a ton <laughs> of food. So we've um, got about a week's supply of food for th- two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Better to have more than enough. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. So Christopher Garrison, Bryce Garrison. Christopher, your dad is Todd. Yep. Your dad, Bryce, is Kip. Kipper. Kipper. Kip, the kipper, the kipster, <laughs> the kipster, and um, and then of course they are more probably more like older brothers in a lot of ways to me. I'm the uh, um, Todd is he is four or five years older than I am. Kip, no, that's not even true. He's even older he's than that. Be fifty six. So he's. He's he, oh, he is fifty six. He's eight years older than I am, yeah. and then Kip is fifty. He's he'll be fifty one this year. No, fifty two, fifty four. No, 50, yeah. okay, he's fifty four. He's, he's got to be fifty four. He's five years old. He's seven years. Oh yeah, you're right. Because my mom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Six years old. I won't say how much old my mom. Yeah, is, he's about. 54. Your mom's twenty four. Yeah. Um, it's weird biology <laughs> on that deal. And how are, how are you, Bryce? I'm 27. Well, I'll be 27 this month. And you are... I, I just turned 26 in June. Right, right. And so, for those of you who've listened to the podcast before, you know that um, I got into the outdoors, got into hunting specifically, and, and fishing too, because uh, um, your grandpa, um, both your grandpas... Uh, Virgil Garrison mm-hmm. was very influential in my life as far as taking me fishing and hunting. And um, and then, of course, your dads are the older cousins I always talk about, um, along with their younger brother, Carr, um, who kind of brought me into this realm of uh, loving the outdoors. We were all raised together in... Uh, a family that did a lot of things together. We were close in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Well, and 
we called you Uncle Trevin right. growing up. Right, yeah. And you're not That's really true. our uncle, but we still call you Uncle Trevin. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's it's I'm old enough to yeah. be your uncle. But mm-hmm. yeah, so so that's kind of a, the way it is. But it's interesting because being here with you guys takes me back to the hotel in Glenwood or the when Grandpa used to take my grandpa, your great-grandpa, mm-hmm used to take the Winnebago up and we'd go and deer hunt. And um, as I look around this motel room, I it reminds me of the last couple of years we didn't take the Winnebago up. We stayed in the motel just because it was easier for, for Grandpa. Stay in the motel in Glenwood. Yeah. The, and it was this kind of it, a... Yeah, a simple... Simple hotel. Yeah. Same and Country hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Same paint, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely same bedspreads. It's the same bedspreads, same sure. beds, yeah. uh, pretty much. Yeah. So, so this is really, it's really special for me because um, now you guys are grown men, have your own families. You're both married, um, and we're still doing it. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I was just reminiscing about being younger and being in that Glenwood hotel room and going deer hunting and yeah. Been, so you remember, uh, the deer hunting mm-hmm. f- family, uh, escapades. Oh yeah. Well, not, not to the extent I don't think as Trevin does because well, well, no, we I were, never, I never we did really one with young, grandpa, yeah. great grandpa, like yeah. Gigi Pa. We never did one with him, but I ne- and Papa was, Virgil was out of the question then. Yeah, too. what yeah. you didn't go that last year, I don't think. You think you were still too young the last year that uh, I hunted. Is that the picture with me and you mm-hmm. and Brandon and Exactly. My dad? Yeah. That's the year, yep, because we got back and your dad and I had killed a buck yeah. and we were on the back of the shop and we took that picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I still remember cuz Brandon was tiny tiny and you yeah. were two maybe three uh well i'd have to be four or five okay yeah so yeah yeah wow crazy but <laughs> uh it, it this is the heritage this is what it's all about this is what um is so significant in my eyes uh to see these adventures continuing generation after generation that's huge for yeah sure you have to pass it down Definitely. Your uh, your mom and I were talking about that just this afternoon on the phone. How this is a it's an event now, but it'll be a memory. Yeah, right. I mean, it was one thing to come with your dad and get introduced to this water up here. How many years ago you. was that? That's five years ago. Five years ago. Okay. And um, uh, and and if you think about it now, that was a memory. That's in our storage bank. Yeah. Right. Well, this one is too. The, what we did well, today on the water, all the stuff we had interacting, yeah. what we're going to do tomorrow, what we're going to do the next day. That's a memory and it'll be stored and we'll have it for, we'll have it for as long as we live. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the older I get, I think about stuff like that. Like the times that we make memories and, and it's only going to be like this, this one time. You're never, we're never going to have another thing exactly like this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never going to ha- be sitting in the motel room, you know, hanging mm-hmm. out with a ton of food. <laughs> yeah. it, well, it'll all, it'll always be different. I, 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 and I think as a kid, when I was young, I was always looking for the next thing yeah. that I feel like as I, as I get older, 
because I don't I look at myself and I see myself more as your age maybe that's because mentally that's where I'm at <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but seriously I don't see myself as a 48 year old man I see myself as a young mm-hmm. still a young man in my own and then I look in the mirror and it all gets dashed <laughs> but, um, but the cool thing about it is that as you get older, like you said, Bryce, that you do stop and you do realize that I'm in it right now. This is next year. We might all come back together, but there hopefully there'll be some more people, but we'll never have the moment we did like today when you guys were hitting on dries. I mean, next year you come back, we might, you might never have an experience like that again in your life. Yep. And Bryce, you were talking about when you came back, the best day of fishing you've ever had in your life. Yeah. I mean, I've had good days of fishing and, you know, where I've caught <clears throat> ice fishing 200 crappie a day. But today it was just, it was magical. I mean, first time ever out in the San Juan, first time in a drift boat. It's only taken me about... 10 years to get him out here i've been trying to get him out here for so long well, I mean, i'm glad you finally made it well, you know, i will say this he, that it's magical for you it is. you tried like disney world you tried even when he was living in cruises yeah we yeah. had to wait till he moved to idaho yeah, his wife him. became a veterinarian and now he comes and to join us he comes has to fly I all had the way some across goals the I had to make before i could you know <laughs> now hopefully we can make it an every year thing yeah, yeah i would love to make it an every year thing i mean it, but it is it's like you know other people have disney world and you know those vacation type things they want to go on and this is the kind of thing i want to do if you look at those trips you don't really have those fond memories like you make out here there's no you can't replicate it anyway you know there's something about uh, being in nature, being in God's creation, and mm-hmm. the fact that, I mean, there we are, we're on the water, and it was in 15 minutes, it went from cloudy to wind is whipping. It's, you don't, we don't know if we're going to get soaked, get we hit were by lightning. Seeing lightning up above, uh-huh. above the dam. Right. And then it passed. I mean, there's something about putting yourself in that situation. We weren't in danger. I mean, let's be honest. None of us were scared. But you're still in a position where, whether it's hunting or fishing, um, I can imagine uh, there's other things outdoors that are similar, um, whitewater rafting or Mm -hmm. or kayaking or something. But but you're out in this. We're doing it together. Um, You're sharing this memory. But you're also... Uh, trying to ch- trick a a really smart fish because they get fished every day to bite this all year fake, long. Yeah, too. all year long. All year long. We are in New Mexico, so <laughs> they, they, they do billions fish them. of bugs. Yeah, and yeah, here we are with this little number twenty two or twenty four size hook nymph or whatever midge midge yeah. and 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 we're trying to get this. Some of those fish you caught a twenty twenty four inch twenty four. Uh, he I'm, said yeah. it was probably five and a half to yeah. six pounds. It was it was it huge. Was, Filled the net. It was the, the, net full the biggest sure. fish I've caught up mm-hmm. here today. Well, let, let's 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 start um, from this morning. And Dad and I, just so the listeners know, what we did is we went ahead this year, and we've never done this before um, at, on the San Juan. I have actually drifted 
you, uh, you know, drifted down a river before. But we uh, got a guide, and we each got a drift boat with a guide. So Dad and I were in one, and then Christopher, you and Bryce were in the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, let, let's you guys talk us through. You got in. We were already catching fish when you guys got there. Um, I think we'd hooked up a couple, two, two or three. three. Yeah. Um, and talk us through your day. Yeah, Shoot. it's it's always it's interesting because I've never been on a guided trip. Neither have I. Um, we got to know the guide first off. Well, uh, first off, we met him in the fly yeah. shop, and I was like, I don't know. First yeah. impressions, I was first like, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I like. He was probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> I know. I like. I like Trevor and, and he, he thought <laughs> one of us was vegan the whole time. <laughs> What was it, so what was up with that? I don't know. We were like, why would Trevin order a what, vegan wait, no, sandwich? First of all, why did you think I was the well, guy who Bryce, ordered the vegan? Bryce was the one that said I that. Don't I don't know. know. We who, were like watching your girlish figure or something. Well, not, but, yeah, but I'm eating all protein. I'm eating all meat. I don't know why, but uh, maybe you regardless, this guy probably yeah. second-guessing us, but he thought one of us was a vegan the whole time. He had to eat a vegan, I he was a vegan so, sandwich. So you, so you met him So yeah. you met him in the, in the shop yeah. in the morning. Okay, pick up from there. So we met him in the shop. What, what did you think about him that made you say uh, He didn't did? look like a fly fisherman. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, he looked right. more like a biker, which yeah. we it figured out he was. Out he was He's a biker. actually like a lieutenant in a biker gang. Yeah, <laughs> really cool guy. Yeah. I mean, he interesting but and then yeah we clicked right away yeah uh, um did he tell you you couldn't use your six weight no <laughs> no <laughs> no he uh he he mentioned that a five weight would be better but he he said i could do whatever you know whatever and, I and thought. you you brought your your six weight i brought my six weight uh-huh. yeah and did i have my five weight also but i decided to go with the six because it feels better to me and the the real, the line on the reel is a lot better and in better shape. Yeah, and it'd so. be just so difficult to unscrew that yeah. little thing and switch. But yeah, <laughs> I, but yeah. I, I like the sage rod. Okay, okay. So it's it's a good rod, sage rod, which yeah. I I use a sage myself. Yeah. I really I really like that. It's a great action rod, mm-hmm. and um and you're very comfortable with it. Oh, yeah. And the reason they want a, a five weight is because it's a softer action. It's I don't know if softer is the crap the correct word but it's definitely more flexible has more action you can you don't miss as many fish in theory right more spring to the yeah yeah yeah. so so you get off and um and right away um you pass us and there was the that little hole was starting to get loaded up with boats by the time you guys there was like what was was probably four four boats when we got there and then within 30 minutes there was another 10 to 12 probably it was it was it was a a flotilla it was packed but everybody (laughs) was still catching fish that was the thing like there was so many boats there and you were literally like lined up and you were just nymphing for these fish and Mm -hmm. everybody's catching them isn't it amazing the it's probably not unspoken but the between the guides and the way they move around each other nobody's mad you know i didn't hear any crosswords i have heard that on some um walking like when you have a guide that goes with you and you guys are and wading through the river and some people uh, i've seen a couple two guides get at it because one guy crossed through a hole that these guys were fishing 
I didn't see any of that today. No, not today. Mm-mm. Yeah, we yeah, actually it's almost, had. It's almost we, like it's different on a, on a float. Yeah, they they all got along really and well, and they were helping each other. Yeah. Like, hey, did yeah. you try this? Did you try that? Right. They want everybody to catch fish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of fish here. Yeah. And yeah. this is and every time you catch one, you put it back. Right. This so is a gold medal. What they call a gold medal water. Eight thousand per mile. Eight thousand fish per mile, and the 8, average per, fish was sixteen in the San Juan, to seventeen. Sixteen to seventeen inches. So yeah. we're talking about a a, a, a a tremendous amount of. Of game, if you can call fish game, in in a area, and the key isn't finding the f- fish. The key is presenting what you're presenting to them in a way that tricks them enough to to bite. Yeah, I mean, I've literally bumped fish in the nose with flies, and if it's not the right time, you know, for the hatch, they won't take it. It'll you have you have to have everything perfect right. here at San Juan, and it well, it helps having a guide definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. It was so what did he totally put? Different. What were you guys fishing? So with? what I was gonna explain was what we did when we we got in the water, and then he took us off to the side, and he set all our rods up, and right off the bat he put what was it an RS two? I think it was a green RS two. Little bug. Yeah, it was a little. <laughs> Little fly, <laughs> two little bugs, twenty four size twenty four hook, real small, and then he tied that fly to the leader, and then usually I go a little further, but I've never seen him. He went about twelve inches behind the fly. Yeah, huh? on his I, second one, on the second fly, he tied mm-hmm. some uh, tippet and tied about twelve inches. Tied another fly. I think it was the same RS two, but a different color. Little bug. Little bug. <laughs> I just called little bug. You're, you're, pretty, you're pretty technical, Bryce. Yeah, so I'm, right off the bat, I noticed he's keeping those a lot closer together. So that was something I learned. What was he was he waiting? Was put split shots on there? Yes, yes. 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 Put okay. yeah, he shots. put two um, number ones. Did he say well, it's pretty deep one? water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very deep. Uh, yeah. Texas hole. Yeah, Texas hole is pretty deep. Very deep. But. And so then you're running a strike. Uh, it's really not a strike indicator as much as a uh, just an indicator in yeah, general. The, yeah, it was a well, the thingamabobber, I think is what yeah. they call them. Or, They're bobbers. <laughs> thingamabobbers. <laughs> They're fancy bobbers. Yeah. <laughs> a, a plastic indicator, and he ran that up probably seven feet. I was, uh, we were using a nine-foot leader, and I, I know yeah, he, it was mine was about high. two feet off. So he wanted it down there, definitely. And the way he weighted it, he wanted um, the flies down there. Yeah. And so. then we found out, we learned a lot about mending. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He really worked with us on that. And I didn't realize how hard it was to introduce a new form. Yeah. <laughs> into, like, well, into your cast. Into your cast. Because, because I've been doing stuff yeah. for so long, you you form bad habits and Mm -hmm. he definitely pointed that out to me that i i point and i aim and it goes right there but my line you want it to be behind the fly so then you put it and then you're doing then you have to yeah Yeah. you have to mend it and that it helps everything if you mend your presentation comes off better the fly Mm -hmm. looks more natural looks more realistic and the, you the get a fish. natural, you get a natural float. Yeah, natural float. That's interesting because Don, who was our guide, he did a wonderful job and a great, did a really good job explaining. We started out 
with a streamer, a white streamer. Um, it looked like a minnow, actually, it, it, when yeah, it was in the water. It, it really did. And um, kind of about the same distance, but I think we probably had just a little bit more length, maybe mm. 14 inches. And then we he dropped a midge off of that, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And um, again, a 22 or 24, probably a 24. And then same thing, you know, split shot. And then, okay, so, but he didn't want us... He didn't really want us to mend like a, a dead drift, which is what you guys were doing. We did it later in the day, but because he wanted that action, he actually wanted us to pull it so that as it's floating and the line gets in front, which normally then you mend it back, right? Right. Well, no, he didn't want us to. We would use that and pull it in the water and it would give it just an action. And what that would do is then our streamer would come up and then start to float down and it would create just enough action and he was showing us right next to the boat what he was wanting what it does when you do that which basically something clicked for me when he said your indicator isn't it's called a strike indicator that's not a strike indicator that's a fly indicator because when you're watching what you're doing with your indicator it's telling you what's happening with your flies Mm -hmm. now Usually when that goes under, you go, oh, I have a bite. Oh, no, no. You've already had a bite. Now yes. you got to try and hook him. Yep. So, and by that time, he could be spitting could, it out. He could, exactly. And sometimes he even he even explained that to me, which that I was think cool. it was really good. The first little bobble, that's the bite. When it goes under, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Because he's, oh, that's the action of spitting it out. And sometimes it, he tries to spit it and he doesn't get it out. And, and you're you can able still to get him. him but, you can still get it. But but usually the first and, bobble that you go, oh, and then it goes under and then you set. Well, he's trying to spit it out on the second one. So um, it, it's just, it's really interesting, uh, the, the layers when, of stuff. When we work with Guy tomorrow, that'll be our guide when we're waiting tomorrow morning. Um, he'll talk to you also about the time that you have between when the fish becomes interested in the lure and begins to interact with it and what how that time delay is and how quick you need to, to quickly you need to react. But all that timing stuff from w- you get a mindset of when you look at your strike indicator, what you think is happening mm-hmm. and what i've learned is you you got to throw some of that out because it was just made up stuff they're actually they actually know what's happening and they can tell us right. yeah mm-hmm. and it's an upgrade it, it, and it, you need to take the upgrades yeah did you, did you find it hard to be instructed no um what i found most hard was changing the actual that. change yeah it didn't I, it doesn't it didn't bother hurt, you it doesn't hurt my feelings if because i know they're just trying to make me a better fisherman well, and they will in and the they long fish run. the water every day every day these guys have thousands of hours so, of it wasn't right. and they go six days a week yeah yeah and it wasn't yeah. i don't think it was hard for me to change either i mean it was hard for me well to you're, sometimes you're not any good though put so, it all together you know <laughs> in the but first you call them bugs yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You i mean bugs. come on yeah. little bugs <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> no. So, so I, I think the other thing that is continually, and this last year, I, I think I learned this when when we went with Guy on a. Uh, we, what we've been doing the last couple of years is we've met a, a guide here at Abe's uh, Fly Shop and and Hotel and Tire 
depot <laughs> video <Restaurant>. video arcade <laughs> um, and grocery store the grocery store yeah. um we met him two years they ago they have pretty good coffee there, they do yeah. two, two yeah. years ago i think this is our third year and what we decide is we're going to get him for a half a day every time because the like the flow is the highest we've ever seen it close to a thousand it's a whole different it's setup a whole different than it was deal last year than it was last year and last year um wh- how we're going to fish tomorrow is going to be very different than how we fished last year but one thing that i think i'm learning every time i come here is if you hit bottom say you're doing a a, a dead float and you hit bottom um and you're like oh that's the bottom you still need to just go ahead and even if it's a slight mend or just a little lift because it could be a fish yeah right and if it's not a fish you're not hurting anything by getting off the bottom exactly. or mending but you're not you going to be off the bottom fish. anyway but if you just go oh i think that's the bottom well and it was a fish so the first time we fished here with your dad um after i'd fished that one year with guy couple years ago i I was thinking back i must have probably missed a hundred fish that day because i didn't know the subtlety of the bite of the take and i'm expecting a pause it could be a pause it could be a pause it could be a lot and 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 the good thing about having a guide there is he's like set 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 he sees it and he said and even today there was times yeah, I Don would, would tell us, set, set, get that. Set that. Yeah, 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 he told us we that, missed, too. We missed tons of fish. Yeah. I mean, we caught a lot of fish, but we also missed yeah, we did. a bunch. So, yeah. But that's how it is up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. It's awesome. So when you guys uh, were in the Texas hole, then where did you go after that? You, I mean, I know you started to Yeah, we down, started but, going down, and well, we just really, we were watching for... For well, trout rising. Well, I mean. no. Well, so we went down and we kept fishing nymphing for a while. And our guide had, you know, said, oh, we should tie some of these big old Chernobyl ants on. Yeah. What did, the, what did the, he say the cowboys called them up here? What did uh, he say? Ah, uh, he had a, like a funny name for them. I can't remember. I can't remember either, but it was pretty funny. Um, but so we started floating down. And so he tied some big old Chernobyl ants on. And first cast. Now, now let me let me let me clarify this. Was that your top? Was that your attractor then? Yeah, your that top? was the attractor. Well, we then, didn't have one. Well, you you I, didn't. I I had one, right? You, I had an ant. You were still with the nymphs. Yeah, correct? he put no. He put me with the cluster. That's right. The midge yep. cluster uh, dry fly and I, uh, another smaller dry that he had. I'm not sure what it was. So you had your that midge cluster and then a smaller yeah. dry off yeah. of that, and you were. Chernobyl and yeah. did you have a dropper? I didn't have a dropper at so that time. So you're just fishing the the, the just the yep. ant. Yep, just okay. the ant, and then um, yeah, we were fishing on the bank, pretty close to the bank, and he said, you know, cast up under those trees because stuff likes to fall off of them. And as soon as we did that, fish whoop, came right up. Yeah, they tried to take it. But you got one around there, didn't you? When you switched to it. Caught so many fish there, I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, and then we just kept going down because he said, you know, I really want to get back to the Texas hole by the uh, end of the day. For the, so you for the shot, evening. So you shot all the way down yeah. to the takeout point, to the end of the quality waters, yep. to the ramp. To the ramp. Then we he took the boat all out, the way went back. all the way back to the top. Yeah. 
and put us and, in a Texas hole again. And how long, uh, uh, it, how early in the afternoon did you get back uh, up to Texas hole? We Three? Were, no, it was like two. It was, yeah, because yeah. we so got, you stayed up there for a couple more hours or? Yeah, yeah. we caught probably 10, 15 more fish. Yeah, right there, there on dry ice. Yeah. yeah and where the main, mm-hmm. where the river feeds into Texas hole. You just stayed right up in there. River, yep. yeah. Right up in there. Because he, he, that was his plan the whole day. He's like, I kind of want to come try to get back up here. So we went and we fished dries the whole way down to where we took out. Caught a few fish. That's where Christopher caught that big 24 that, uh, inch yeah. six. We call it a and six. That was re- yeah. <laughs> it was a toad. It was, it but, was uh, nice. But then we, uh, we took out, drove up, launched again, and we just hung out right there in that little hole and. You know, looking they were, back at it, it was crazy. It was just boiling, just fins, yeah. like well, that was everywhere. What he called the aquarium. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. They yeah. were just turning on their sides, and you just saw flip like they're just rising, and we're catching them. We on never saw any of that. Oh. You know, well, that. This was in the evening. Right. This is why we went so fast all the way through right. because he knew that the evening hatch there. I guess and he or wanted to go for that. Yeah. yeah. Did he ask you at the beginning of the day if you wanted to do dries? No. No, I yeah, don't think we so. kind of we kind of were we like saw him rising, you, so we just kind of he just said, came up. He said, "He said, would you guys, you know, well, we could throw this Chernobyl Ann on, and we were like, whatever you think, man. Yeah. <laughs> catch, <laughs> we would just want to catch fish as long as they're rising. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and uh, they did. We, yeah. we did he, once we put those dries on, we didn't take them off until no. we went all the way up to Texas Hole again. We well, we didn't even." Did we take them off? Yeah, I, oh, we, we started the midge. Huh? Yeah, we did the midge setup. So, and I mean, it was raining, blowing like crazy up there, yeah. and they were Got still bad. taking the dries. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What did he say?" He called it the fourth quarter. He said, "Nobody yeah. cares what happens in the first three, first, the second, third. It's all about the <laughs> fourth funny. quarter. That's, That's how good. you finish. That's good. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's interesting. <clears throat> Dad and I encountered because we never fished with dries." And basically the same setup that Don hooked us up with, which was, I mean, once we finished, uh, how long do we fish those streamers for? Probably till 10, 1030. They, he did change them up before lunch, don't you think? Yeah. I think right before and we lunch. went from seven to about 11 before lunch. Yeah. So, but we changed, and we changed to two midges. Yeah, two midges, different colors, mm-hmm. and um, both of them twenty twos or twenty fours. Both of them really small. Same thing, you know. Weight. He did play around with the amount of weight depending on the water depth, and of course the depth of our uh, of our indicator. Was it always about 12 to 14 inches away, both yeah. of those flies? Yeah, he didn't yeah. change that. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't he didn't hook the uh uh the drop the line for the drop. He didn't He didn't hook it. He didn't tie it onto the bottom of the hook. Really? He put both lines through this through the, the eye, eye of yeah. the hook. So if you're looking at a line and it's running it's running vertical your hook hangs out like this. The first you know, hangs out uh, perpendicular right. to the line. And then the wow. next one. Um, because I've never uh, seen that way. Yeah, I've, never I seen the, I've always tied them 
yeah. to the base of the hook. Yeah. And yeah. he said, these hooks are so small. Uh, he's, and I, and I did have a fish straighten one out on me yeah. and I missed the fish and he goes, let me see that. And sure enough, my, my hook was bent, but he said, because they're so small, I don't, I don't really like to do that. I run that through the eye, but on my, on the streamers, because it's a bigger hook, then he did tie off to the bottom right. of it. Right. So that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I've never yeah, he, our seen guy, that. John did off the hook i think hook. he did yeah even on the midges yeah but it makes sense because those hooks are so small by the time you do tie that it could affect yeah. the way they take it because they're it's so they're so finesse and did you guys yeah. did you guys just give like when you got tangled up or something did you just give him the no he just took it yeah so <laughs> i felt uncomfortable it right. was uncomfortable for me right. to give him my Your tangled nest. mess and i was yeah. like can you fix this? But I knew like halfway through, I'm like, well, we're paying for this. And I know that he does this and he's professional untangling this. So right. could you untangle this? And then we got, we, we hit each other a few oh, times. Oh, we did too. Yeah. We got once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't realize Bryce was casting. So I was right. on the back cast and it's, it's yeah. hard. You gotta, said, you, you have to have a have code to word. Communicate. Jelly yeah. beans. Jelly beans. Is <laughs> That's what he said his wife uses. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was or you could look yeah yeah, yeah it's either that yeah. you could use a code word or you could look I, I, I thought it was interesting the way he said see after dad and I had had our little snafu and tangled up and he had helped us get untangled we, we actually it wasn't too bad but he said see this is why when your guide asks you how good you are you always say you're intermediate hmm. because if you tell your guide you're an expert well then your guide's not going to believe you because he said, I've been fishing this river for 22 years and I'm no expert. Right. I'm learning something every day. He said, so even if I left here and came back and met a guy who was guiding me that I didn't know, I'd tell him, I, I know this river. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, lear I'm always learning something about it, but I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I understand a, a little bit about it. And he said, just, just play it that way. And your guide's going to see how good you are. Your guide's right. going to understand. But it's, and it's the same thing with hunting. I've had some, I've guided some people that said they were in great physical condition for an elk hunt or whatever. Come to find out. Their second wind after they get up the first hill. <laughs> the, the first small hill, you've got their gun, their backpack, <laughs> their coat. Where's the tree stand? Yeah. And, and you know, and so, it, yeah, you're always better to play it down. Can we go sit on a water hole? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought our guide said something interesting. Um, and he's been on this water for 22 years. He's got the greatest amount of experience of the group of guides at Abe's. And he said, I'm thinking about just sending my customers into Abe's let the staff at Abe's give them some flies and some different nymphs and whatever. And they just bring them out to me. And then I just fish whatever they bring me. I thought that was interesting. In other words, he was trying to indicate that he feels like you can make anything work yeah. pretty much at any time. And it's about how you present it. It's about how you... The depth, uh, for sure. Uh, all the variables that you are in control of 
that that's more important than the specific, whether it's got black on it or red on it or... We were talking about that too, about the color changes because the water is not clear. So there's right not now. a lot of light. There's not a lot of vegetation growing because the light can't get through. So now what looks like red, when it gets down to four foot, guess what? It's not red anymore. It it's looks black. more like black. So really is without a, because it was cloudy all day, so we didn't have a lot of light. How does that affect color effect? And I think what, what boils down to is understanding the type of bug as you put it, Price. <laughs> so let's say a nymph or a midge, right? Okay, so what are they keen on? Well, they're keen on midges. You got a midge hatch, maybe. Right. All right. So now you have the type. Then the next important is the size, okay, along with the presentation and the color. Those are all factors that get mixed in together. Once you find it, you're going to get a strike. Once you find that, you know, the depth. Especially oh. on this river. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's, just, it's incredible. There's so many fish. Well, it was cool because I, I snagged a, a stick and brought it up and I pulled it off and it was the first time I'd ever seen a real San Juan worm. Yeah, he showed us this. And I was like, whoa, there's a San Juan worm. That's what we're fishing with. And it was way smaller than what I thought a San Juan Tiny. worm would be. And so I handed it to him and he was like, yeah, look, and there's some midges right here. And it's just amazing what lives on that little stick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole ecosystem on stick yeah it is crazy oh. it's why i think good fly fishermen are also bug people yeah, yeah. you have to be. you have to follow the hatch you have to the know what's hatching yeah mm -hmm. definitely yeah. so uh as the afternoon drew on we switched from the streamer to the two uh had a few slow spells, but then it, there was a couple of times we were in a, a riffle or something, and he'd anchor up. I'd be on one side. Dad would be on the other side. Dad would be hooking up, and I'd be hooking up. You know, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we had um, a couple, like, yeah, doubles. Like that. Yeah, uh, doubles. So it, awesome. it's, it's hard to beat a day like oh, today. That's amazing. I'm excited to go waiting, though. Yeah. I, I am excited to go waiting and have a guide because – I, that's all I do when I go fly fishing is waiting mm -hmm. and I'm going to see what I've been messing up on. I do want Christopher to tell the story <laughs> about your little jaunt last night. When you first got here, you were excited to get out. <laughs> now here oh. we have, here we have okay, Bryce Garrison, oh, right. who is an Idahonian. Well, I don't know if that's even a word. Washington. Uh, oh yeah. The they, yeah. And you know, Hey, you're up there by <laughs> what Canada. Are they, uh, what do they call Idahoans? Idahoans. Idahoans. Idahoans, okay. yeah. Okay. And, and like potatoes. you would say, you would think that'd be cold country, right? And you have been fishing quite a bit where you're basically just waiting. What do you call that? Wet, uh, wet waiting? Wet waiting. When yeah, you just no, have no, some Chaco sandals and some shorts and go out. And, when you went to Canada this year, you went yeah. wet waiting in Canada. I mean, yeah. that's went wet waiting glacier in Canada. water. Yeah, right? it is glacier water. It, I mean, it was cold. But nothing like down here. <laughs> and so, so tell him, Christopher, tell so, the story. It's like uh, yeah, hundred, wait, you gotta say it's like a hundred degrees out. It's a hundred degrees outside, uh, but the water is probably forty-two degrees. I would say forty to forty-two degrees. Uh, I don't because it it's snow. <laughs> what it does. It comes from the snow melt in Colorado. Mm -hmm. It comes down to Navajo Dam, 
course, Navajo dams, you know, got a great deep. depth, and the water at the bottom is cold, 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 cold water, and that's, and what's that's what they're and that's out. what they let out. Yeah. Well, and it's the dam itself, isn't it? Like the biggest natural dam yeah a uh, dirt in, dam in the united uh, and states i'm not sure about in national but i know in new mexico it's the largest I'm, i think it's like national. i think i it's, mean it's it's hundreds of feet up the face of that dam it's, uh, it's a, we don't care about that yeah. dam <laughs> we don't give a damn oh, right, this, this is a family show sorry about that so here you are you warned him let's, well, okay, let's here, be let honest me, let me just start he called me on wednesday night We've been, we've been, week. we've been planning. I mean, we've been excited about this trip for a month, talking about it, yeah. texting each other like, oh, I can't wait to go. And he called me. I was in the kitchen about to eat dinner with my wife and he called me <laughs> and said that he was, he's going to wet wade the whole trip. And I, no, you, you said, Hey, bring some waders said, and bring be sure socks. and bring insulated socks. And he's like, socks, I'm not even going to wear waders. <laughs> Are you and kidding? And at that point, I'm laughing. I'm like, <laughs> you're, no, Bryce, you, that's crazy. you don't understand. Yeah, that's you don't crazy. understand. This, There's no way you're going to get away with no, that. No, no. Especially not a 10-hour day of fishing right. like we do. Right. I mean, you wake up at 7 in the morning. You're in the water nonstop <laughs> till dark, almost. So we went on. Whoa, we got into wait, town. Wait, hold on. Because I was like, dude, I was in Canada wet waiting in in. Banff, come on. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay. Even your wife was yeah. like, hey. Even my wife said, you know what? He did. We went, he he was wet waiting at the St. Joe River in Idaho. <laughs> that was really cold. But. All day. Regardless. Yeah, you can't wet wait. So, he tried um, Thursday, no, 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 Thursday no. evening. We, I did. You did. For about 20 minutes. No, about an hour. Uh, it wasn't an hour. <laughs> an hour. <laughs> I was in pain. As his <laughs> legs, I mean, they just looked like tomatoes. Like, like that just, Coke box. <laughs> just a dark, dark red, painful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it Did was. Did it hurt, Bryce? Oh, yeah. I was, I was shaking. I, it was like how how my upper body feels hot. Yeah, and it's 100 it's all, degrees outside, but at the same time, you're still freezing. Yeah, I'm like shivering, but I'm like hot and i was there's a little rock out in the middle it was dry so i walked out there and stood there for a while and tried to well and trevin and joel you guys know that i know firsthand how cold this water is yeah you because the last time me and my dad came (laughs) we were fishing the upper flats and i fell in with waders on (laughs) and it takes your breath away because it's so cold and you can't you can't breathe you can't do anything so For him to think that he was going to just wet wait the whole time. I, I tried to tell him no, but I'm, I guess I'm just too nice. I should have uh, called him an idiot or something. Hey, but you got to realize I brought waders and socks. <laughs> that, well, so you better you have. I kind of wish I would have brought some long johns now. <laughs> I have some extras. <laughs> well, I no, think, but if you just wear if you just wear some wool socks and you wear your Levi's and you wrap your Levi's around your ankles, yeah, you'll be you'll fine. Be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just Especially takes a little, during it just the takes day. a little bit. Yeah, oh, it, it is cold water because <laughs> okay, so up in Idaho and Washington, and I'm sure in Colorado too, some places you can't fish rivers all day because the water is not cold enough. So like it's too hot and it'll hurt the fish. You guys have that in Colorado? 
Mm, yeah, in some places, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're always worried about, like, fishing them in the heat of the day and stuff like that. Here, it doesn't matter. Well, we don't have that as much as you probably. Uh, a lot of the high country uh, rivers are pretty... Uh, I, I'm you still know, cold. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a wildlife biologist, and I'm not a doctor. And I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So <laughs> everything I'm saying is, I just in my memory banks, I can't think of one time where Adam or one of my really good fly fishing guru buddies said, "Yeah, we're going to give it a rest because you know for the fish." I can't remember that. So, yeah. but it might be because a lot of this is this is the snow melt is in it so it's keeping it cold like this yeah um but yes i would say and i did fall remember remember dad when i oh fell my goodness in the middle of, oh so i i did a similar thing that you did where i fell and water Got water down, down, your waders, waters, yeah. down your waders and it's and just miserable but there's a huge difference between even at a thin and i wear a sims thinner waiter and just to have that and some some pants is it makes it comfortable all day i it's funny because we'll be up here fishing in years past and here comes a guy in jeans no waiters in jeans cowboy hat. i don't even know if he has boots on <laughs> and he walks by and he's fishing along in his levi's or wranglers or whatever and i've seen that happen a time or two too and i'm like hats off to you buddy you yeah. are man. you're a man's man you, you can have it that's crazy <laughs> my yeah i couldn't feel my legs for well, dad, hour was, hour. <laughs> dad had, uh, he went and got some, uh, some wading boots that were almost more like a scoop. I don't want to call them scuba, but they were a softer, pliable, soft sole. They're rafting boots, I bet. No, we got, we got them at, a, we got them at a wading. We got them as wading boots, yeah, but, but they're, they're like really, rafting boots. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. like the kind that you wear when you go on a rafting trip. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the problem with that is they just his feet were wore out by the just from because here you got the moss on the rocks and and then there's sometimes there's pretty good current and, and so ja you're, a lot of jagged rocks yeah. too you you're, so his you're feet slipping and sliding and, his feet were just ooh. trash so he's got some new uh yeah i'm looking forward to heaven a good, good solid solid good foundation footwear. and i yeah. think it does it wears you out when you don't have that Oh yeah, definitely. Well, in any situation, hunting too, right? Yeah, yeah. Boots are boots are very important. Yeah. So, what was your your favorite fish you caught today? Talk us through it. Yeah, that mm. that would definitely have to be the biggest one, and it was cool because of the situation. <laughs> so, the guide had and Bryce had seen fish jumping up above us surface about yeah. 100 yards above us maybe. yeah and so he wanted to circle around to go back to those and i saw this one fish that i had been trying to present this dry fly to perfectly and finally i got the perfect cast and he was already rowing but i told him to stop and give me four seconds and about eight seconds yeah. later and I, I apologized it took eight <laughs> seconds but eight seconds later that thing hammered my my fly and it was just perfect it was awesome because i it was a perfect cast perfect presentation mm -hmm. i mended perfectly it it all worked out and it it just shows it shows me that you 
you keep working, you practice, 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 and it, it's going to work out. You're going right. to catch a fish. You're, yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. How said. long was the fight? Yeah, that was a good fight. That was yeah. the longest fight I had all day. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I can honestly say my arm was sore after it. I was my arm was very tired after. I'd that. say like so, seven to ten minutes. Yeah, seven to eight, seven yeah. eight minutes probably. Yeah. yeah, it was a good fight and yeah. he, great fish. He yeah, was it was a, beautiful. It filled yeah. that net, and yeah. and he said that's the biggest fish of the day. I bet. So yeah. he he awesome. said though he said that up in that Texas hole they caught one the other day that was what was it yeah 20, 20 pounds 20, 20 pounds 20 pounds 30 inches mm-hmm. that's ridiculous um, uh, Ron uh, Ron Don was showing us on his net he had a mark of the biggest fish they ever landed and it was right at 30 inches he said I have no idea how much it weighed but he showed us on his and it was huge. I mean, it, it was, was huge. Uh, wow! I can't even imagine catching that on a on a five x. Yeah, five x tip. Five. What is five x supposed a, to be like? Six pounds on a size twenty four hook. Oh my you can't goodness. even tie that thing practically. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, they're so hard to handle. But you catch these huge fish on them. It's amazing yeah. to me. Well, it's like uh, I've been dabbling in a little bit of fly tying. Christopher ties flies too, and. And he said, you need to get 24s or 26s, the smallest <laughs> hooks I could find in Idaho. At every fly shop I went to was 22s. <laughs> they don't, they're yeah. not normal. I mean, yeah. that's just, for here, they're normal. If you're using anything bigger, it's almost dumb. Yeah. People are going to give you funny looks. Unless you're fly, unless, unless yeah. you're dry. Yeah. But yeah. midges and stuff like that, you're. The they've smaller the better. Be, yeah, they've got to right. be small. And isn't it weird though? Because you can take the exact same fly that's a twenty-two and not catch anything. Yep. You put a twenty-four or twenty-six on there, bam. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite fish? Oh man, I like you have you have to probably say the lunch fish. The lunch oh, fish was oh, a, the lunch. That fish. was phenomenal. <laughs> Calm. Uh, I, I hadn't even finished my sandwich yet. Call him Chip. Had you guys, did you get, you? so you just pulled over to eat lunch? Yeah, he, he set the anchor down. I think I took a picture of you guys. You guys were kind oh, of up you? against the bank. Yeah. Yep. You're way in the distance. I think I took a picture. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to get down to the down to the bottom as soon as possible and then eat lunch and then go back up to the Texel. Well, we started seeing fish rise, and so we got in this little back eddy and just kind of pulled over there, and he said, you know, let's just – Let's let him rest for a second and let's eat lunch. And then he brought up the whole vegetarian thing. Yeah, that was... <laughs> we thought, I thought he was joking when he asked, which one of you guys is a vegetarian? I'm like, obviously not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not me. But uh, so we're sitting and there. And so you threw my name in the bunch. <laughs> you guys. I didn't. That was all Bryce. That was all Bryce. I thought maybe you were trying to eat better or something i don't know he said, eating better he said he's not getting rid of meat are you calling me a bad hunter because isn't that what a vegetarian is he has i guarantee he's three freezers full of meat so 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 we're sitting there and he i don't know he said the avocado sandwich wasn't that bad yeah i'm maybe i'll try it i don't know <laughs> yeah, I'd like an avocado with, sandwich with, with about some ham, with six, cucumbers, six stri- slices of bacon. Okay, <laughs> so oh, that does sound good. So we're sitting there and we're just eating lunch, and uh, 
sitting there talking to him, found out that he was in a biker gang. A lieutenant. Not a gang. It's a club. But gang. And he's, he was telling us, and we asked, how do you get, how do you get into a, a biker club? And he was talking about it. And I finished my sandwich, and I picked up my rod and didn't even cast it. Just kind of smacked it on the surface, and all of a sudden, just poof. All just, I hear is just a splash. I didn't even realize he was fishing. Yeah, I set the hook and I stood up and that that sucker he nailed ran. it. He nailed yeah. it. Yeah, and he, and he ran. took he, off. That was the best fighting fish of the day, and it wasn't the biggest fish I caught, but it was the best fighting because it was in that back eddy. Was it, it a got, was it a brown or no? Was, okay, no, it was a red uh, rainbow. I didn't catch any browns. Chris, Chris caught. Yeah, I caught brown. one. A eighteen, but, maybe eighteen inch, two two and a half pounds. Two, yeah. yeah. Two and but a half it, pounds. It was a nice fish. I mean, all the fish we caught today were nice. They weren't. There was yeah. none under like sixteen inches. We caught. Yeah. We had. We caught a couple. I caught uh, of four, three or four stalkers. Little six inches. Really? Yeah. 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 I caught a couple of those too. You did? I just six inches? Yeah. yeah. Just throw them back. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I caught. Like I caught. Well, we caught a lot that. That's why they call you, yeah, Bryce. That's why they call you. That's why they call you Bryce and not God, because there are things that do happen that you don't see. (laughs) Are you talking to my wife? No, (laughs) Bryce. I feel like we should mention uh, Hitler. Oh yeah, Uh, the fish. So, so yeah, there's a local fish, and they named it Hitler. And why did they named it? Why did yeah, they name? That's it what Hitler? we said. we were like. What in the world? Well, it's a colored f- fish, and it has it, like top of its head is black. All black on. Is that both sides or is it just one? I side? don't know. You I saw it better. I than saw me. one side, and it was all black on one side, but it had the normal coloration of a mm-hmm. rainbow trout. It was very interesting. Well, and then we saw him again up in the Texas hole, and he said, "Yep, he makes it around." And we're like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, that that fish we've seen him quite a bit." That's it. It's crazy (laughs) how like intimate that the guides get with the river, like to know that 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 fish. fish. And what's crazy is it's not as clear as in in years past when we've been here. It's Mm -hmm. actually pretty murky, not murky, but but just just. It's just not have, clear. It's not as clear. So you can't see. We didn't see the number of fish we normally see. Right. Um, I mean, we did they see were there, some fish. But we just didn't see them. Um, and then, or you'd get in a, at a spot, and because of the cloud cover or whatever the glare would be, you wouldn't, you couldn't see good. And then you could for a little while, then the sun would change, and you'd have clouds, and you couldn't, you know, it, there was a lot of conditions there. So um, it, even the, you know, you get to sometimes get to a point where. You can't see your indicator because of the glare yeah. or something. I was having a really hard time with the dry. The the midge clusters, a small Yeah, hook. you couldn't see it. If it's, it wasn't 10 feet off the boat, you couldn't yeah. see it. So, yeah. so you're basically, you're thinking about, you're keeping a wide angle of, of view. And then mm-hmm. when you see something come up, something you're just setting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, my favorite fish of the day was probably that first brown I caught in the Texas hole because I think that was one of the hardest fighting fish. They do fight. Oh, oh. man. And he probably wasn't 18, maybe maybe 20 inches mm-hmm. long. and um, But, man, he fought. 
and it was it was fun to get land that fish just after that but you say my 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 hand kind of cramped yeah. up and you know you're trying to keep it and then and then he gets close and then he runs and you just got to let him take it and he, let him go. everything you've worked for is gone <laughs> so we you know it probably took me seven eight minutes to get him in and but it was that that was a that was fun and it was one of the first ones you know, so right. you're like, oh man, this is going to be a great day. And it, you know, we didn't have a solid day of catching fish, but we had a good day of catching fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what was yeah. your favorite, Dad? I thought you might ask me that, uh, <laughs> and I was trying to remember back, and I can't remember any specific fish. What about that big what one? What I do remember is that I caught two fish before you caught any. Oh. And I think that's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> that is true. I was in Texas Hole. I was starting to wonder. <laughs> I was starting to wonder, what is going on here? That's that's the only, I mean, that's the only feature of my day I can remember. Uh, I do remember that big fish that, um, that did not run. When I hooked the fish, it was on the... On, nice it was nice but he did not move one bit he just stayed in the exact same location and flashed back and forth and back shaking and forth, his head back yeah. and forth and you just saw white 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 back and forth and after maybe eight or ten of those boom my the hook came out yeah and and uh, the guide was explaining what they do to to get rid of the hook and he said the smart ones the bigger ones they get smarter they've had more experience with hooks and they learn that you don't have to run 30 yards around and back over here and back over there and down and up and wear yourself out if you just do this motion right here hmm. you'll spit the hook out yeah basically shaking his head Back and forth, uh, just shaking his head, it, and, and it was really poop, cool. And I just saw it—I saw it happening right in front of me. It was probably maybe six feet deep, but you could still see the flashing of the, and it was a big fish. Yeah. Of course, I think that was the biggest fish of the day. Yeah, we yeah. can't we can't <laughs> verify that. We cannot verify you, that. You got a new rod, right? How did you like that? How did you like casting it? Well, compared to my old rod, it was fantastic. <laughs> Oh, it looks cool. <laughs> I had a starter rod for, I'm a cheapskate and I don't fish much. And so I just fished, I fish for, it has to be the first 10 or 12 years of my fishing career with that same old starter kit yeah, from rod, Cabela's, from Cabela's, just a starter. And it, and it did fine. And it was fine. fine. Still Until last year, I finally realized that. It was so flimsy that when I would do a strike response, that the delay in the rod was so great that it didn't move my line quickly enough. Mm. So this is a little bit more responsive. Precise. Yeah. And precise. Yeah. And it's worth spending a few hundred bucks on a, on a setup. Well, yeah. Even if especially, we're going to go once a year. Well, and especially yeah. when you're talking about these fish that have the tactics they do, they can right. just shake a fly off. and yeah. they, Right, right, right. Uh, you need every advantage. You need, you yeah. yeah. Now, I didn't spend a whole lot on it, but it was a bunch. I mean, it was... Yeah. 
Well, but so it's, it's an not an entry level. The it's not an entry level. The rod. difference yeah. is, though, you have to look at it like uh, hunting. Look at it like woodworking tools. Or now, oh, now you, you yeah. use your woodworking tools a lot more than you do this. But you know, why would you, if you're going to go and you're going to do something, and your skill level has risen to a right. point, then you know, there's a reason you go and you buy that specific tool yeah. for that specific purpose. Yeah, it, it, there's a difference between a $3,400 table saw and a $300 table right. saw. But you don't deserve to buy a $3,400 table, right. table saw unless you're going to use it. Right. But, when, but once you get to the level where you can tell the difference, it makes all the difference in the world. Right. And I'm not at that level. I'm better in my woodworking <laughs> than I am in my fishing. But I could tell the difference. Right. It, it was it was a good investment. I'm really glad I, I made think it. it also, That's good. I think I think it's uh, it's like a good pair of boots. I have people ask me all the time, "Hey, I, I want a good pair of boots." And I say, "You need to, you're going to spend three hundred, four hundred bucks." Okay. Well, but I mean, can I get a? Yes, you can. But the wear and the and the tear that's going to happen, the fatigue that's going to happen when you have a a poor pair of boots, um, it's it's the same thing with the rod. I mean, you're working harder to get precise casts, to get all that stuff. If you get a better rod, it will, in the end, again, you have to have a certain degree right. of, of, of expertise or at least a skill level. But once you get there... It does. It makes it, a it's difference. A, it, there's a direct correlation. Mm -hmm. And I bought, uh, you know, a good rod probably 10 years ago. The thing about it is is it's an investment because a, a, a rod is it's like a rifle in some ways. You take care of it, it's going to last. A rod will too. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, okay, do I spend 400 bucks on something I'm going to use one season well, I don't know that you should, but if you, but if it's something you're going to do, even if you do it a couple times a year, but when you're ready, you pull it out, it's ready to go. Yeah, you have you, it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have it. It's worth it if you've made that commitment that this is something you want to do. And um, I, I've learned you'll spend the money. You'll either spend money up front, and you'll have the pleasure of that amazing equipment all the way through – or you'll spend it two or three times cheaply, and then you'll end up spending the money anyway and it, buying what you should have bought the first time. And yeah. then you had mediocre experiences because, yeah. yeah. And it's hard to advance in skill level when you have old equipment that is not commensurate with that skill level. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't get real, really much better when with a certain kind of rod. It just it's too flimsy. I mean, yeah. there there is a point when you take a bow, for example. And, you know, I shoot the Hoyt RX-3. That sh bow will always outshoot me. I will never get to a level really? that I can actually, I need to upgrade and find some other new bow. I'm never going to be at that level. I mean, these things are so advanced. Same thing with a good rifle. I mean, that rifle will always outshoot me. I'll never be to where it's because of the rifle that I can't hit my target. Because, number one, I'm not into long-range shooting. I'm not, I mean, I don't practice all the time. You know, there's, there's certain things and you say, okay, so I want to buy that level that I don't surpass that. You surpassed that Cabela starter kit. Yeah, I did. And so it was a good, it was a wise investment. Mm -hmm. If you're going to elk hunt and you're going to put some miles on your boots, 
you're going to mule deer hunt and you're going to glass for hours and hours and hours, then a, 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 a Tasco bino system might not be the yeah. thing for you. <laughs> you might want to invest in a good quality maven or, well, or I remember, vortex or something. I remember you know, the even first, Swarovski. The first set of boots you got me. They're $475 pair of boots. Mm-hmm. But you gave them to me 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Those boots are like new. And I've been two times in the Floridas mm-hmm. on those rocky hills and walked miles and miles and miles. And the thing about it is they're so good. They fit my feet so well that I have no foot pain when I'm wearing those things. All right. yeah. It's better than tennis shoes. They feel better than tennis yep. shoes. And so you, but, that, but that's a bunch of money. You, you, but you equate that with the, the amount of wear and tear, and probably the amount of boots you would have gone through. The money doesn't. You spend add 120 up. bucks on a pair of All boots. Right. These boots have yeah. outlasted that. Right. Well, I can, four pairs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Boots are a good topic because I just bought boots two years ago and they lasted i bought a cheap pair of boots and they were good but it took two elk seasons and one deer hunt in the lava flows to just shred oh, they're them shredded. They're done. <laughs> they're gone. I, yeah. and i yeah now i'm here thinking god i should have just bought a nicer pair of boots right. and because yeah. w- when you break them in that takes time and effort i mean it Actually, you know, these boots, uh, yeah. the first time I put them on, there was no breaking in. I guess whenever you buy a $500 pair of... Well, I didn't buy them. I didn't buy them. He gave them to me. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, you know, you get a pair of boots. And again, now we're getting off topic, but I'm going to go down this rabbit trail anyway. Um, you get a pair of boots, and, and there's lots of different footbeds you can get. Um, you talk about Mindle boots. Mindle boots... Uh, they make a, a boot that has basically, um, you know, the Swedish form fitting. What what's the what's the mattress? Um, memory foam. Memory foam. Yeah. They literally have memory foam. You put these boots on, and that's what you're talking about. That type of wow, these feel great. They're gonna feel great from the day you get them. They're okay? awesome. Then Mindel has a pair of boots that's a cork bed. Well, you've heard of Birkenstocks. That's a cork bed. And Birkenstocks are, you talk to anybody who wears Birkenstocks, my wife, my daughter wears them. Yeah, my they wife love wears them. them too. They yeah. love them, but they had to break them in. Okay. Right. They had to wear them to wear, and they're, they're, they're broken for their foot and their foot alone. So you have two types of boots. You have a, and they're both great boots. I tend to go, I like the memory foam pair myself, but I'm also going to, try these others because i know what a boot that really conforms to your foot that footbed how that can be comfortable too but it's not comfortable right out of the box like the other ones so so i mean it's it's just like anything else you got to get them put them on your feet and then one pair of boots uh the way they're made they're going to fit a style of foot better than they will Another person, I, I tried Loa boots. Loa's are, are, are a very quality boot, and the, my foot just sloshed in them, and it just wore my, I mean, it just was hard on my feet. I tried Rockies. Now, Rocky is definitely a, a lower-end boot. 
probably that $150, $180 range, tore my feet up, you know. And then I, I have tried Kenetrex, Mindles, um, Crispy, some of these other boots. Um, and for me, um, I, my, I've gone back to Mindle. It's what fits you. It's what works for mm-hmm. you. I think fly rods are the same way. Here you are, everybody, probably by three people, you've been yeah. told uh, five weight, five weight, four, four weight. Four, five weight, right. yeah. I'm fishing with a, fishing with a fly, five weight. You're fishing, Dad, with a four weight. Um, you're fishing with a four weight. And yet you're fishing with a six weight, and you're not having an issue. I'm but it's issues. also a really good rod. It's a sage. Yeah. Great rod. That's what I, I, I fish with the sage. Um, it's a high end rod. Yeah. The action is yeah. premium. I don't know all the all the buzzwords for fly fishing. Uh, I love it, but it's not. It's not. I don't live to fly fish just because I can't. I don't need another hobby. But uh, um, and I don't need to be gone from home any more than I am already. But uh, I, I, you know, so I think it all comes within reason. But what are we going there to tonight and bought fifty flies for tomorrow? And we all know we're gonna go home. We're gonna go with home 46 with 30, flies. 38, <laughs> 38 flies that maybe we never even used. Yeah. Um, but it's something that you'll build, and at some juncture, you're gonna pull that fly out and catch fish on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. Well, this has been great. I'm excited about tomorrow. We all gotta take showers, get to bed, get up, and go rip some lips. Yep. So sounds any, good to me. Any parting words? Tight lines. Yeah. Hopefully we do great tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure we will. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's supposed to be another great day. So. Oh, one thing. The New Mexico food is delicious. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> I miss it so much. <laughs> just had a burrito. And Hatch it was green chili. Yes. Well, Christmas. it was. Uh, New Mexico true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, always know whenever you order something in the restaurant too, when you say, you want red or green? And you say Christmas, and that means red and green together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think for those people that say, uh, I like Mexican food. I used to say the same thing. It's New Mexican it's food. Not, it's, it's not. It's not Mexican new, food. New it's Mexican. New Mexican food. No, it's and, new Mexico. and I'm not knocking Mexican food because I've actually grown uh, accustomed to Mexican food. Yes. That's, but that it's truly, truly is Mexican style food. Yeah. But we were born and raised on New Mexican food, and there's nothing better. Nothing and it's like not it. just New Mexican food. It's basically Southern New Mexican right. food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you lose it almost, even into tier C, the Albuquerque right. tier C. See, yeah. see, I think I think it's I think it's gotten better. I think it has. I think the well the, with the, the fl- branding of mm-hmm. the Hatch Chili, well, yeah, and with the spread of the. I'm not going to say that the spread of of. If you I look think, in the kitchen and the right and the and the cook is the right shape. You know you're going to get good Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. The right oh, shape and the right gender. And it, you know, it's it's like <laughs> it's like going to Austin, Texas, and you pull up, and it's a single wide trailer, and there's not a parking spot left in the parking lot, and it's a barbecue place. You better go in and get, get some barbecue. That's the place. Yeah. It's going to be barbecue. delicious. Yep. Well, that's how we are. La cocina. Uh, there's all these little places, R- Roberto's, Bravo's, Andale's, Nopalitos. I mean, you, you start thinking about that, and and that's 
those are the places we you know uh, even even uh going across from the shop uh, uh dick's cafe dick's cafe yeah. which then yeah. turned into chilitos i mean yeah, chilitos part, right and it's just you just don't get those flavors and that 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 cultural um cooking style that is on the border now it has spread i've been to El. there's in albuquerque there's el pinto there's a couple of different places that have some pretty decent but it's not the same yeah it's, it's almost, different uh, but it's like still a good. tex-mex style well, kind of I, I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. it's different it's totally different and it's still good even up here it's still good it's just a totally different you, thing you just can't expect it to be the same yeah right. and that's when i moved to colorado and I was all ticked off because I'd go into a Mexican food restaurant and I'd order a red enchilada and it'd come out with some brown whatever stuff on it. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to ma- I can make a better red enchilada than this. But what I didn't understand is just that to them, that's that's what it was. And mm-hmm. it's and it, like you said, Bryce, it's good. It was fine. We just Tasted have okay. higher standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it's funny because in, in Idaho, I work in Idaho, and they're always like, is this good Mexican food? And I'm like, it's nothing like home. But yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, the taco truck's the best place to eat. Well, oh, for sure. It's good it's food. The, they have tongue. They have, you know, they have tripas. I think that, yeah, tripas. Oh, it's so good. But it's not New Mexican food. It's Mexican food. And I have, that's the same as you, Trevor, and I have grown to yeah. like you and still appreciate, appreciate Mexican it. food too. Yeah. It's just not New Mexican food. Yeah. And I, I, I just finally admitted I am a Mexican food snob, <laughs> but I'm a Mexican food snob for a region. And everything else, it's still good, but it's not, in my opinion, what I'm accustomed to. And here's why I think I'm right. Because everybody who I've brought over to my house and I've made them red enchilada from from red chili that mom, you and dad, uh, you and mom shipped up to me. Yeah, in Doniana County. Yeah, and I, I made it from that, and the chili rellenos that you guys fro, you know, sent up frozen green chilies, and I stuffed them myself and fried them myself. Everybody's just like, oh, this is the best Mexican food I've ever had. <laughs> well, and I tell, and I, and I even say, <laughs> well, you're right. I say, well, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's pretty good, but it's not. It's it's New Mexican food. So so that so I'm not trying to trash Mexican food in general, as far as anybody other than that region. I'm just trying to regionalize it at, by name so that and then I can say, well, you know. I, it's different. It's like eating Chicago style pizza and New York style pizza. Yeah, you got it. Right. You have people right. that right. say this is the best. This is, and yep. I know people that love Tex-Mex because they grew up in that. To them, that is the That's, best there is. And yeah. to me, I'm just like this ain't eh, I don't horrible. Want, well, I don't want tomato paste. No. <laughs> Mexican food is uh, is my soul food. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. or new, uh, new Mexican food well, is my soul food. Being up in Idaho and Washington. So my wife was in vet school and we'd have these Mexican fiestas and all these uh, people that didn't know what Mexican food was because, you know, up in Washington, we don't really have it. Closer to Canada. Yeah, exactly. Eh? And so, um, well, I mean, in Washington, we do have it in specific places, but not where I'm located, Pullman. And uh, so we would have these Mexican fiestas and my wife and one other girl was from new mexico 
and they would just cook all this great New Mexican food, northern New Mexican food, because she was from Raton, and my wife's from Las Cruces, so we would cook all this stuff, and we'd just have, like, 20 vet students and all their uh, spouses and stuff over, and, and oh, we'd have these great fiestas, and it was cool. Did they like it? Oh, yeah, they always loved it. They were like, man, I thought the Mexican food place down the street was great, but... Just come to your house for Mexican food. <laughs> and you're like, new. No. You know, I've always said, why I should open up a restaurant, you know, up there. But the problem is, it's it's all about resources. Yes. Remember when we'd go into my brother's place or a place like that, and you'd say, what's hotter, red or green? You know you're from southern New Mexico if you ask what's hotter, right? Because we are eating such fresh chili, they're getting it so fresh and sometimes the red comes in hotter than the green. And as a kid, I couldn't handle the hot as hottest stuff. I just couldn't. So I would, if if the red was hotter than the green, I'd have the green enchiladas. If the if the green was hotter than the red, I'd have the red enchiladas. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, who who ever hears of that in a, a Mexican restaurant anywhere else where they go, yeah. well, what's hotter? Yeah. What do you mean, what's hotter? I mean, I, I invited some friends over years and years ago when we'd first moved up to uh, to Fort Collins. And Travis, one of my best friends, um, he brought some salsa over. He said, oh, I'll make some salsa. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, okay. It was tomato paste. You know, like you said, basically tomato paste with a little, uh, what's that? stuff that you get in the can also rotella rotella, rotella, rotella mixed yeah. in and i'm like you're killing me smalls oh, but i mean and he's just like oh this is a little hot and i'm like this is what we drank out of our baby bottle <laughs> it's hilarious my wife i'll go into thaw some green chili out right and we have this bottom of our freezer is totally full of it because we'll come back down to mexico load on up on it do you, you you get yours from Bayad Chili? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we do it whenever, like... Shout out Las, to Bayad Chili. Las Cruces this segment sponsored it. by Bayad Chili. <laughs> <laughs> so we, her, her parents will get it for us and freeze it in their freezer, and then we'll go down there and visit them and put it in a huge ice chest and take it back up. Yeah, sure. Because uh, it's really hard to order it up there. and I mean, we have before, but it's it's not worth it. So we have just this huge spot in our freezer where all of our green chili goes and I'll thaw some out to put it on something. Hey, don't be wasting the green chili. I'm not, what do you mean wasting the green chili? What are we going to do? Wait yeah. for a special occasion, feed it to vet students? We Come have on. literally, we, no, she won't even bust it out during the vet student party. What? No, we are not. She, if she gets mad, if what I share it with people. What does she use the green chili for? We make chili. We chop it up. We chop it up. We put it on burgers. We we put it in in beef, like but only beef for you. Stuff. Yeah, like it's only for us. It's, You're I don't a like, selfish you New need Mexican. To share. Like people need to know about this green chili. <laughs> I will say though. What are you doing? Wasting I, I will. So, yeah. I will look and I will space out my. Yeah, my green chili consumption to to time with my Christmas trip because we come down. I'll bring mm -hmm. a cooler down and. We'll do the same thing. The last thing we do before we get in the car and leave is we'll take it out of the freezer, put it in the cooler, and then off we go. And then when we get back. So I, I, understand, I totally understand yeah. that. And the other thing is my, my red chili pork. Well, now we can't get that red chili pork. Remember we used to get from Albertsons, Albertson's there? Albertsons, the red chili powder. Powder. And you'd, you'd 
take that red chili pork and you'd steam it with that and, and it made the red the best chili oh, out of olive. they don't they don't have that anymore I, mom said she, she was looking for some because i'm i'm out oh wow. and come hunting season my camera guys they expect me Love to make it. red chili burritos and that's what i use and i so I'm, i gotta to find some. another source because it's in the valley it's got to be there yeah well, I, I one it's time i came back with chilies. 50 pounds <laughs> i i texted my wife yesterday we were coming when we were coming up and we were in a little grocery store buying all this food and uh i was like hey do you need any red or green chili powder and she's like can't hurt <laughs> <laughs> Get anything some. else though like, hey, hey watch how much you spin off flies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah don't tell her about our time tonight in the abe's fly shop yeah. <laughs> be quiet <laughs> well it's been fun guys i'm looking forward to tomorrow and uh we'll sign off now and uh, i'm now you're making me hungry again it's been a minute uh, or an hour and 20 minutes and uh it's good it's good to sit and and reminisce but it's also good to sit and realize that we are in the midst of making a memory yep. so i'm yeah. glad you guys are here i'm glad we're all here together and i can't wait for for more memories to be made so for all of you guys out there we want to encourage you to go out and find your wild we want you to uh find share it with somebody you know pass the heritage along and uh, God bless. We'll see you down the trail.